This is AgriPulse Open Mic, sponsored by NCIS, National Crop Insurance. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, for this AgriPulse Open Mic, I have uh, two esteemed professors who I'm trying to keep a little distance between them, but they seem to be okay. Dr. Barry Flinchbaugh, Kansas State University, Dr. David Cole, Virginia Tech, both speakers at an event in Iowa. Dr. Flinchbaugh, I'd start with you on what your thinking is in ag policy of where we sit in 2013 with a new Congress after you may comment on the issues of the last Congress but the getting through the fiscal cliff in January. Do you think that this Congress has the capability to really set policy for agriculture that's meaningful? It's not a lack of capability. It's not a lack of knowing what to do. Uh, it's a lack of guts to do it. Uh, Harry Truman used to say it, it's not difficult to know what is right, but it is difficult to do it. They know what they need to do, both from a fiscal cliff standpoint and a debt standpoint and from a farm bill standpoint. Uh, the work's all been done for them. So, uh, sure, the capacity's there. Do I think that uh, they're going to do it? And Am I very optimistic? No. Uh, the country is strongly divided, and that shows up in Washington. Dr. Cole, let me turn to you. Um, do you want to wade into this same debate? Uh, certainly we've got a Farm Bill extension, but it's only a nine-month extension right now. That's exactly right. And, of course, Dr. Flinchball here is the expert you know, in farm policy, and I would totally agree with him. And uh, this extension was uh, basically a reaction. That if milk prices went up in the store, we'd have a bunch of consumers yelling at us. And so Washington's getting extremely reactionary. And uh, it really concerns me. Uh, and, and one of the things is uh, I would totally agree. They, they just don't have the ability to execute. Uh, they know what to do, but they don't have the ability to execute. And the problem is we're starting to move on to a point of uh, no return, uh, particularly as we start looking at our uh, deficits and uh, also our debt. Dr. Flinchball, let me turn back to you. What direction economically in agriculture and in fiscal policy in this country do we need to head now? Well, I would argue the first thing we need to do is protect crop insurance. That's the bottom line. Uh, the budget, the, the debt ceiling, the fiscal cliff, all of that stuff together is really the, guiding the farm bill or putting uh, parameters on the farm bill we can't just do what we want to do. 
we should have learned now from this whole Dairy Cliff issue how easy it is for the news media or for some lobby groups to stir up the public on an ag issue. I don't think there's any question we wouldn't have gotten a one-year extension if it hadn't have been for the Dairy Cliff. When people started thinking about $6 milk and $8 milk, uh, that woke the country up. Dr. Cole, in your opinion, what is going to help agriculture maintain this uptrend in profitability? Is that possible? Well, short run, you've got to watch the weather. And, of course, we had a really good climatologist on the program here today, uh, weather in the southern hemisphere, but also weather here in the Midwest and other production regions in the world. Ken, I would have to tell you in the more intermediate term, we've got to keep our eye on uh, these emerging nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, but we've got a subgroup, South Korea, Indonesia, Mexico, and Turkey. They're about uh, 40% of the world population, but about 25% of the world economy, and they've seen an accelerated standard of living. And so their economic growth and their economic health is going to be very, very vital, not only to agriculture, but to rural America, because they demand minerals, they demand oil, right along. So I would tell folks or listeners to keep an eye on those emerging nations. Uh, we now have a classic battle between the North and the South. Nothing's new. And it's cotton, rice, and peanuts versus wheat, feed, grains, and oil seeds. Um, the Midwest lost because of seniority rules. And having uh, Senator Cochran as the ranking minority compared to Senator Roberts is going to put a different flavor to this farm bill. Uh, we're going to move more back towards programs like the target price and the marketing loan rather than move forward and have more revenue-based programs. Um, Roberts would have fought and still will, uh, but he's not the ranking minority, to protect crop insurance. I don't expect Cochran to fight that hard, because somehow they have the idea that crop insurance won't work in the South. I refuse to believe that. Dr. Cole, in your talk, you mentioned that there would be a change in the chair of the Federal Reserve in the coming year. Do you feel like the Federal Reserve is playing a role in assisting agriculture in helping with lower interest rates in the future? You know, it's, kind of, it's interesting. We haven't heard much about that, but they've been a major player because uh, one of the things that accommodates land values is low interest rates. Of course, we've had those. And also where we've had a value of the dollar that's uh, been depressed as we're trying to grow our economy, those two Federal Reserve actions have been very accommodative uh, for agriculture and rural America. And I don't think a lot of people connect the dots there. And, of course, next year, Dr. Bernanke will step down, and, of course, he will be replaced. Uh, the leading candidate right now is Jan Janice Yellen, Janet Yellen out of the uh, San Francisco Federal Reserve. And, again, uh, as you look at, Dr. Flinchbaugh talked about a little bit of polarity 
uh, in politics. We're starting to see it on the uh, Federal Reserve Committee uh, as well now as we get longer into uh, uh, our financial uh, turmoil, but also longer in this uh, commodity super cycle. So your listeners really need to keep an eye on the Federal Reserve action. Dr. Fletchbaugh, do you favor decoupling farm programs from food programs in the USDA budget? Absolutely not. Neither program is going to ex- exist without the support of the other. Uh, in order to pass anything, you've got to have a majority. Yep. And uh, farmers obviously don't have a majority. Uh, those who are interested in crop insurance uh, don't have a majority. Those who want to add more to um, SNAP programs don't have a majority. So they've got to sit down and work this out. Um, but there's a push coming out of some farm state congressmen that just don't get it. Because you take food stamps and nutrition programs out of USDA. You're left with 15% of the budget. That is, a cabinet-level agency now has a sub-cabinet-level budget. And I maintain it's the beginning of the end of USDA. Uh, you put all those nutrition programs over with, with my good friend Kathleen over in Health and Human Services, um, the Forest Service would love to be in interior with BLM. At least a lot of people think that's where it belongs, logically. Uh, and EPA would like to get all its hands on all the pesticides regulations. Um, Health and Human Services think they ought to have meat inspection. They've got seafood inspection. Why shouldn't they have meat inspection? Well, what's left? So why have... Secretary of Agriculture to cabinet table. So the people that are pushing this, which is coming out of farm country at the moment, and farm country congressmen, better wake up and learn where little babies come from politically. Dr. Cole, one more question to you, sir. Do you follow the banking industry and uh, some people saying it's better to be a farmer than being a banker in the future? How do you think of that? Well, I think one of the things that I would just suggest, and, and one of the... Uh, uh, sponsors of this conference, he brought me to the hotel last night. You know, it was interesting, Ken. We were talking about, you know, in 1990, 1995, there was very few millionaires on net worth in, in agriculture. Now a number of our customers are worth between 10 and 20 million, particularly with the land bank on paper wealth. And uh, one of the things is many of our customers have uh, uh, had uh, gargantuous changes in wealth. But you think about the banking industry. Uh, the banking industry is really getting hit by Dodd-Frank, uh, the regulation. It's really hit our community banks. But one of the things I will tell you, Ken, uh, the financial health uh, of agriculture, and particularly rural America, we've got to have a strong community banking system. And uh, I'm very, very concerned about uh, some of the regulation that's on them, particularly through Dodd-Frank. David Cole, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Boy, it's always great to be with you. Dr. Flinchball, a closing question for you. The future of agriculture for young people in this country, how do you see it? I've never seen it brighter. And my older students, former students, kid me about this. 
Uh, I'm in my 42nd year teaching Ag Pulse. Now I've had somewhere around 3,500 students, and I've had a lot of good students. But as a whole, the last couple years, they've been the best I've ever seen. Uh, number one, they know there's not an automatic job at the other end, so they better get on the ball. You can't major in Aggieville and get a good job. Uh, so they study, they attend, they ask good questions. Uh, they're very positive. Uh, I tell them we're leaving them a hell of a mess. They understand that. They're ready to tackle it. Um, and they're very respectful to me. Now, that may be because, you know, I could be their grandfather. But um, it's just delightful to teach them these days. And uh, enrollment's up in the ag school, and, and they know that there's a lot of opportunity out there in, in the food industry because there's more and more people to feed with incomes. Dr. Blinchbaugh, on behalf of Sarah Wyant, thank you for speaking with us on AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you. Tell Sarah hello. AgriPulse Open Mic is sponsored by NCIS, the crop insurance industry.